Hey ladies, this is Jessica Iterole. And I'm Barbara Saunders Livingston. And we want to welcome you to the Seeking Holy Podcast. A podcast for women seeking Christ in a challenging world. As you listen, we hope you'll be encouraged to open God's word, to seek him, and strengthen your abiding relationship with Christ. Whether you find yourself with plenty of time or not enough time, pour yourself a cup of coffee, grab your Bible, and join us for Seeking Holy. Welcome back. It appears that often one of the things that gets jumbled up in our hectic schedules is divvying out priorities. Mm. In our culture here in the U.S., there seems to be a sense of dedicating a section of our lives to God and then having another section that lives somewhat removed from Him, you know, in the day-to-day stuff. Yeah, I've heard it said tacking Jesus onto all our other plans, you know, as an added addition. Yes. I predict that we don't realize we're planning our schedule apart from God, and we don't intend to do it on purpose, of course. So we'd be surprised if we could identify that. Yet we have our schedules, our hobbies and pursuits, TV programs and music, all in this independent space. We invite God into our lives and designate a room or two to Him instead of centering our lives entirely around Him and adjusting everything according to Him. It's really, really easy to do. Yeah. There's also a lot of voice being given to self-care these days, and I think that's totally valid. We need that. But we can benefit so much from taking a step further and ask, is my schedule and priority in line with God's plan for me? Hmm. I have three boys at home, and years ago we experimented with extracurricular activities. We put one into soccer and math school, and two of them had violin and piano on the weekends, and we were running around like crazy all the time. I mean, all the time. It was so busy and stressful, and it felt like we hardly had any time to do anything but just go, go, go. But did we ever ask the Lord to show us if this was His will for us? You know, it it didn't even occur to us to do that, frankly. We thought, basically, this is what everyone does, and... Of course, we want to give them opportunities, and we felt like this was what we were supposed to do. And it wasn't until running around and then after, Mm. once in distress, sending an SOS where we were asking the Lord to help us have peace and help us have rest in a sound mind. All these things we regularly need that we began to see that some of this could probably have been avoided if we had lifted up our plans, you know, the scheduling up to him in the first place. Mm-hmm. Proverbs 16.9 says, a man's heart devises his way, but the Lord directeth his steps. And when we revolve our lives around him and seek him and obey him for every affecting decision, we are then under his umbrella of protection. Mm-hmm. Years and years ago, when I was a young thing, I felt the Lord was calling me into a ministry. And girls, I tell you, my heart burned to be used by God. Um, Really, I wanted it so much. And I remember going to my pastor's wife at the time and emptying out my heart, poor soul, (laughs) perhaps nine hours later or so of us standing out there in the atrium of the church. She invited me to her house for coffee and to talk about my ambitions. And over the week, I was so excited, pondering what amazing cataclysmic discussions (laughs) we were going to have. And the day comes, and as we're gathered in her bright kitchen that morning, 
I could see the sun peeking through that delicate blue and yellow curtain she had, and she spoke to me about my priorities, Mm. (laughs) showing me that my first priority was to meet with God, no matter how short or long, but to build that consistent relationship with Him through His Word and with prayer. And to understand, I can't accomplish much, at least anything that lasts, without it. And my second priority was my support of my husband. Now, not all ladies are married in our audience. So I'm expressing some of these to those perhaps who are in the stage of life I'm currently at, married with loud children. (laughs) At the time, I was a new wife and had a lot to learn about ministering to my husband by my actions (laughs) and gentle spirit. Um, Emphasis (laughs) on gentle spirit. (laughs) Um, yeah, moving I think on. I'm going to need some new shoes since you just stepped all over mine. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness, girl. God is so gracious. <laughs> and I'm glad. Yeah. So I know the third priority, of course, that she brought up was raising my children. Mm-hmm. All of these, number one, priority two and three must be working orderly before I can even get to number four, whether that was then and it's still relevant now. And number four could be our career or ministry or both. And I remember leaving her house that day, both empowered and dejected. Mm -hmm. I had concrete principles I could apply. And yet, where was the thunder? (laughs) It seemed as if there was a mountain of tasks to get past before I could even address a ministry. Now, 15 years later, I've come to realize in the confidence of knowing that if the Lord calls you into something, He will get you there if you yield to Him. Oh, girls, it took me a few years of hardship and wandering in the desert and messing up so many times to finally get that. And um, I'll be sharing more about that in my testimony in episode five. But I'm just so thankful for God's providence, his personal intervention and his grace and mercy towards me, because let me tell you, this girl needs it every day, every hour, and Mm. he has given in abundance. Yes. You know, the Lord has uh, such a gentle hand at uh, bullseyeing that that truth, just what we need (laughs) at just the right time. Um, Thank you so much for that transparency there. Ooh, uh, sharing yeah. your heart with with us, uh, I hear you saying that God, in fact, put some desires for ministry mm-hmm. in your heart, and that we learn to mature in properly placing those priorities, and in His timing, He will cause that dream yes. to form. Amen. So, so we're speaking on priorities, um, on God's and God's order for our lives and relationships. Arranging uh, our priorities, they can be hard; it can be painful. Mm-hmm even tiring lesson to learn. It requires praying and waiting, resting in the Lord and trusting that he's going to lead us. So my mind, I can't help but turn it to the story of Mary and Martha. You, you might be familiar with that story. It's shared quite a bit. You know, who chose the better thing there? Uh, was it uh, Mary who was spending time with and worshiping the Lord at his feet? Or was it Martha being busy and then blaming everyone else for not being Uh, busy too, you know? And so we always use that as an example from the word right? that, you know, Jesus himself told Mary that she chose the better thing and it wasn't going to be taken from her. Right. We'll be back after this brief message. A lot of prayer, work, and effort goes into this podcast. 
And while our goal is not to exalt ourselves or even to become widely known, we can always use help to aid us in covering our cost. We created this podcast to encourage women to open their Bibles and rediscover the great Lord. It's our first ambition to faithfully seek, follow, and obey the Lord in every step. And it's under His authority we recognize the responsibility of good and faithful stewardship. We purposefully do not have an advertising or sponsorship program. The advertising you hear on this podcast are resources we personally use and want to advocate for. Every one of them have been prayerfully chosen, and we do not charge to promote them. Occasionally, we'll share a product we're using and get a small commission. However, still, we will only vet a product that we can truly say we recommend. So while we've not created this podcast to make money, we understand that one may want to bless us with a financial gift. This is truly a blessing for us as it takes a lot to keep this program running. If you'd like to donate, please visit SeekingHoly.fm and click on the heart in the upper right-hand corner. We appreciate your contribution. It's funny. We live in a Martha world. Everything operates in, in the need for us to be Marthas. Yes. And we all can take a lesson from this story to sometimes in the chaos, in the busy, when it doesn't seem like the right time. And oftentimes it's not going to seem like the right time to get alone with God. Mm -hmm. There's always something that's going to be competing with that. Girl, aren't you glad that God is always present with us? He said he'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. One, he's always with us. But when we go to pray to him, he is immediately present. And I'm so thankful for that abiding relationship with Him. And of course, we need things to operate in a sense like Martha, but we also, we have so much that we can learn from Mary to just sit at the feet of Jesus and be in awe of Him. I think it, to a certain degree, we've lost a sense of that. It's not something that we can conjure up. It... um I used to think that it was something that I needed to do, and I would feel guilty if I just couldn't acquire that feeling. And I believe that that is not the correct way to approach it. Sometimes we can afford to work to get into God's Word and work to get into prayer with Him, regardless of whether we feel like it. But we can trust that He will honor that. He will develop that hunger. He will develop that relationship. We don't have to feel guilty about it not being what we expect it to be. But let us try to just press in and be consistent. And then I think He will bless the increase with an interest. In, in the last episode, Barbara, you spoke about being fascinated with God his character and who he is. And it's that same thing. And perhaps there are some listening who are wondering how they could get to where they genuinely are interested, or as you stated, fascinated with the actual personhood of God. We all have that opportunity. And it's a beautiful thing to rest at the feet of our Savior and adore Him, to genuinely and truly adore Him, and to feel Him abiding with us as we abide with Him. And that is why 15 years or so ago, I was advised to seek the Lord as my first priority in life. At the time, I don't think I could appreciate this properly, but I've grown to 
because of the Lord's goodness and what He's shown me as a result of doing it. If you seek the Lord first, make Him the center of your life to work diligently to get to Him every day, whatever that looks like for you. I know it's different for a lot of different people, but that He will bless the rest. I've heard it said that um, some people want to improve their marriage. They want to improve uh, their parenting or their relationship with their loved ones or fill in the blanks. We all have areas that we need and we want to improve, and we're looking for ways to do that. But the reality is, if our relationship with the Lord is us walking close, in step with Him, so close that when He shows us to move, when He shows us to stay, to wait, we have this peaceful contentment in abiding with Him. And it's not always so simple. It's hard work, but that everything else falls into place. Priority number two, in my case, is my husband. Priority three, with my crazy children, who I love so much. I know I tease about them being crazy and boisterous and, you know, it's three boys and that's kind of just where we're at in life. But of course, I I love them and they're each a treasure and a gift from God. And then lastly, this ministry that the Lord has somehow placed into our hands, everything flows from our relationship with the Lord. And with that, We don't have the responsibility of having to be everything for everyone, having to do everything for everyone. Our job is to first seek the Lord, to love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, your soul, your mind, and in His strength. In everything, everything will flow from that in its proper order as we honor Him. Lastly, I'd like to just take a moment to reiterate that the idea of pursuing God is ultimately for His glory. And it is not a works-based to earn salvation act, but to glorify Him. And through that glory, we reap the benefits as recipients of His grace and of His mercy and of His careful attention and intervention into our lives. We ladies will benefit so much to discern the difference of pursuing Him and His character and reaping those benefits in fellowship as He abides in us and us in Him. Versus the mentality of reaching out to the Lord just for something that we want. And we can do that intentionally. We can do that unintentionally. But to get to a place where we desire to seek Him, to know more about Him. What is this fellowship thing about? What is this eternal abiding with God about? I can't help but think of Jesus in John 6, where the people are hungry and recounting his miraculous feeding of the 5,000, and they're ready for him to repeat this as if he's a wonder bread genie. (laughs) He attempts to explain to them that if they'll only follow him and trust in him, he will give them everlasting life. And they can't comprehend this magnificent offer from the loudness of their groaning bellies. I wonder how often... The Lord has had special plans for me, but instead of seeking Him, I was too fixated on pursuing Him for my own version of bread. Oh, we could fill in the blank with numerous bread, so to speak, and Jesus' message is just like it was to that multitude, as if to say, forget about the bread. I'm the bread of life. Eat of me and never go hungry again. Therefore, I can only but imagine the countless opportunities I've missed out that I could have acquired by seeking His will, 
growing and abiding with Him through adversity, adversity that He's brought in my life to grow me, to train me, to humble me, instead of fixating and almost forcing my wants to Him over pursuing a relationship with Him. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, referring to what you mentioned before, Jess, um, as long as we really give into or buy into the sabotaging messages of the world, then it remains all about us. Mm -hmm. You know, there's, there's a paradox found in God's word, which intrigues me. And, and that is that uh, it tells us we must die to ourselves in order to really live Mm -hmm. Um, the self-help, the self-sustain, the self-worth. I mean, just, you know, go on from there. Self, 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 you know, Jesus said in John 12, 24, I assure you that unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains by itself. But if it dies, it produces a large crop. The one who loves his life will lose it. And the one who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Mm. I mean, Jesus there was immediately referring to his hour, which was coming for the Son of Man to be glorified, meaning to give his life as a ransom for many to die on the cross and given his life for the salvation of those who are to repent and believe. And we who have been born again of the Holy Spirit and are following Christ, he is our example. He's our Lord Hmm. and our King. And so in Galatians 2, 19 through 20, it says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer Hmm. live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live In the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And so when we think about priorities and how we decide uh, the the things that we're going to do with our day and our our life, you know, there's there's, there's this paradox that we have to consider to apply to our life that we're to die to our own, you know, wants and desires and ambitions and to allow Christ to uh, define those for us. So it really ha- it really does kind of beg these questions here. You know, has he saved you? Have you truly surrendered? I mean, is your life still your own or does it belong to God? Is your life a living sacrifice? Can you describe your life in this way? You know, this beautiful paradox or are we still, you know, in love with ourselves and our possessions and our accomplishments? Are we still seeking titles and, you know, the world and the flesh? And ah, but the amazing grace of beginning a new day and a renewed commitment to Him. And I think the key words to remember here in our sincere confessions in all this is that in our gratitude of the salvation that He gave us, we're going to continue to seek and grow and abide, you know, not forcing, but focusing on Him who will bring the sanctifying work to completion. Amen. Wow, I absolutely agree. And I'll say, for example, with those messages of you're enough and you matter, the whole issue is that it makes it solely about us and distracts from what Christ did for us. Mm. There's so much more. And if we camp out just there, we miss something that is so much deeper. Christ gave his life. And we must remember that everything is about Him and His glory. And it is out of His sheer goodness that He invites us to come alongside Him and be a part of that. Absolutely. Not because we are enough. I'll tell you right now, I'm not enough. Yes. But thankfully, He is enough. 
And He loves us. He loves every one of you in a very personal way. And His Word says that He's so interested in the little details of our lives that the hairs on our head are numbered. What a great and loving God. Mm. And once we realize that, we're then postured to pursue Him with all our heart, our mind, and our soul. Yes, there's going to be peace. Join us tomorrow for the wrap-up of our series, Seeking Holiness Through the Hectic, where we'll say, He's enough! Believing God and His Word are sufficient for every need. The end. Take care. If you've enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you can be notified when new episodes are released. Also, please feel free to rate and review our podcast and share it with all your friends. Thank you for spending your time with us. We hope you're leaving with a deepening fascination to fellowship with the one who has created you for his purpose and desires to show you more of his goodness every day. 